Hey, sister friend, what has been going on in your world? Because it's time to increase. Okay. Hey, sister friend. (laughs) I did just go ahead and record the live that is on Facebook, y'all. I tried. I really tried. Um, to keep everything, all the segments and stuff like that, I could not do it. I felt like I was all over the place, so I'm going to do it the traditional way. That live video is already recorded. It is already up. If you want to watch it, if you just want to listen to it, I would just suggest you listen to this one instead of the recorded one. Okay. <laughs> So we're going to go ahead and get into it. Hey, sis. Hey, bro. How are you doing today? Like, how is your week? It's Valentine's Day week. Wow. It doesn't even feel like Valentine's Day week, honestly. Like, this week doesn't even feel like Valentine's Day. But I hope that you guys have a good one. I hope that you guys be safe. And you guys do the whole, like, six-week thing. And you guys just enjoy each other's company. If you're single, I don't feel like it's a bad thing that you're single. I feel like you can also cherish the ones that you love. I mean, life is too short. People are dying left and right. So you don't have to be in a relationship to celebrate Valentine's Day. That's something I learned when I was a teenager, when I didn't get the big teddy bears that everybody else got, you know, throughout high school. It's fine, you know? Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your own company, okay? Okay, so let's go ahead and get into this. This is Lotus Blue. Lotus Blue is just a small little glimpse of my life. So after the two weeks being rough, honestly, guys, my week has been great. After going through all of that, finally came up on top. (laughs) Finally got accustomed to my college hectic schedule after four weeks. Wow. That's crazy. But it's just been so good. Like everything's been going so smoothly. I hope it could stays and continues to do this because yeah, those last two weeks were just crazy. But I got some news for you guys. I got my license today. Whoop whoop. Like that is uh if you guys would have known the journey to get here, unbelievable. But I, I did. I went to get it today. I had no issues. Paid for it. Like, it was it was bomb. And I also did have a job interview today. I hope that goes well. So there's just so much stuff that goes into it. And I have just had such a, such a grateful couple of days that's the best way I can put it and it's made me so humble um to really just kind of step back you know and just acknowledge everything that I'm grateful for and just the opportunities that are being presented to me um because I forgot that like you know at times like this like you have to be grateful for what you have and even though those may not be the things that you want you can get distracted and basically living in your blessing. I know I'm such a church girl. You guys know this, but for real, like you can get so caught up in just like being like, I need this. I need this. I need more. I need more to the point where 
You know, you everything that you were praying for, you're living in it and you don't even recognize it. You don't even recognize your own blessing. And I was like, wow, like, hey, like, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, I honestly had to go ahead and just basically get my life together. But I am good. I am back on top and I am back like I never left. So, yeah, it hasn't been a fun week. What else do I have for you guys? Oh, yeah, my grandmother, she sent me some uh, candy, one of my favorite candies. And she also sent me a care package of all of this junk food, <laughs> the snacks, and just things that I needed um, as an adult <laughs> slash kid. Um and I was so appreciative of that because my grandmother has been in with COVID. I did not want to let you guys know um, just because, you know, I didn't want to be the very bad news. But she's doing so much better. So thank you guys for praying for me and not knowing what was going on behind the scenes. I am <laughs> normal. <laughs> I like everybody else. I go through things. Um, so I figured I would share guys with that as well as my good news so she's doing really good so I'm hoping that she as she recovers and stuff like that that she can get back home so soon even though honestly I cannot see her just honestly to hear her voice and stuff like that would just make my day better so that was my week that's how my week has been you guys every day has been something good (laughs) something good so I am honestly like I said so grateful and so humble for that and these opportunities as they are presenting themselves um what else did I want to tell you guys (laughs) I think I want to wait to tell you guys about season two I'm going to leave that towards the end but yeah I have had just a great week (laughs) it's just been a great week I keep smiling (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and move on to the next segment. And by the way, I'm going to go ahead and let you guys know this podcast is going to be a little lengthy because this is the season finale. So bear with me, please. I'm not grateful. (laughs) This is what it is. But I honestly think that this kind of sets the tone for the podcast because I'm going to give you guys a story time briefly towards the end for the sister talk the advice section um because i feel like you guys need to hear it because valentine's day weekend we already know what that feels like so basically okay so there's nothing more powerful than a woman who who's struggling to create the life she knows she deserves or remain grateful for the one she has already been given okay so let's break down the first part. There's nothing more powerful than a woman who's struggling to create the life she knows she deserves. Okay, so let's talk about being deserving. So like, and like what that looks like, right? Because sometimes as women and as girls, we, <laughs> I forgot my guys, hey bros. And as guys, like we sometimes have a tendency of lacking knowledge of what we may think we deserve so an example would be like always putting yourself on the back burner and thinking like hey like you don't you don't need to pay me back like 
you, you got it, you got it, you got it, you know, type thing. Like, I know several people like that. I am like that. Um, I'm more so of a giver than a receiver. And I don't know if you guys remember me talking about this last week of how it's so easy to give compliments, but not receive compliments. Like, it's just easier. Um, and that's kind of like what this is, that sometimes that like, we think we deserve the bare minimum because we go through so much, of course, and just overall the the different aspects of not being, I want to say, feeling equipped enough to do something. Like we don't feel like we're deserving enough um, because maybe of our past or maybe of our actions or our decisions. Like it just kind of puts us in a mindset where we feel like we do not deserve something so valuable that's that's kind of higher than us and that kind of matches our value so then let's go ahead and break the second part down while remaining grateful for the one that she has already been given okay being grateful literally my parents taught me this lesson shout out to my parents um that it comes with so much when you have to work hard for what you want okay so one thing my parents really always taught me is that you you can buy something right the first time but and something like happens to that thing right and you have to re- replace it obviously but it will never be compatible for towards the first time so like if you bought like a car the first time right you're in a car accident, whatever, something happens to the car, um, it just stops working, all of those two stuff, right? I'm not wishing that on you guys. I'm just, this is just an example. And you buy your second car, right? It, the value of that second car is nothing compared to the value of your first car because you worked really hard for it. You remember what it feels like. It's not something that's just replaceable. It's not just something that you just check off to do, you know? And when I was younger, I've always had to work for it, any and everything that I had gotten within my parents. And that was to teach me how to be grateful for things. Because the moment that somebody gave it to me, my parents could easily take it away, which is teaching me discipline. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm giving a shout out to them because I feel like without that, I probably wouldn't have the knowledge that I do now. So like I was saying, like I had to really step back and be grateful and humble myself because I was being a little bit greedy. And I was like, shoot, well, I don't know what to do now. So um, it was just a lot. And when I look at this, it's just like, when you want to go so far out in life and sometimes a little bit too ahead, sometimes you have to bring yourself back to your own reality of like, yeah, you do deserve that, but wait, like be grateful for the stuff that you have. Be grateful for that you even have a house. Be grateful that you even have clothing in your bag, shoes, food to eat, you know, because everybody goes through something differently. You don't have to be in a country that's going through poverty to be dealing with poverty. You know what I mean? And a lot of people think that, and it's like, no, you can deal with it wherever you're at. And I, one thing I lack in is always having money for homeless, homeless people. Um, 
and it it's always something that I've always wanted to do. This is something I've always did when I was like maybe like five or five or six. Like this is something I've always did as a child because I've always wanted to give back to somebody that I may have not known their story, but I just knew I needed to give because I knew that that would would make their day. You know what I mean? Like four or five dollars isn't nothing to me. You know, that's something to everybody. That's something to that person. That that means something to that person. Like the value is way more, you know? And it's just like, I want so many things. I've literally had to make like a needs and a wants list. And I've had to separate them. Like I want so many things, but at the same time, like not everything is meant for me in a moment. That's why I said like my church go coming out is that like God had to humble me. Because I was being too greedy. I was forgetting like, mm, you know, he did all this, not me. This is not me. And that's what I had to like, basically like figure out. Like I had to learn the hard way. And I'm not saying that I deserve that. But it was like a lesson learned. Like, hey, Kay, watch what you say. So... Yeah, I like this because it's kind of like the ambition of a woman. I think that's what it kind of identifies is where the power comes in. Because once you know like you're deserving of something, you're going to keep wanting it. You're going to keep gravitating towards it. You're going to keep like wanting to constantly like move forward. You know what I mean? To it. You're going to do anything... I want to say anything that's necessary to get to where you want to be in life. And during this pandemic, it has been hard because people can't move the way they want to move, which means people have had to redirect themselves, redirect their paths, redefine their paths, redefine their identities, because we don't know how long we're going to be in this. And that's the scary thing about it. And... It's like we want to do so many things, but we can't. So what do we do when we don't have the the resources that we said we were going to use and the answer is no and we can't get into that job and we can't get into that college? Like, what does that look like? When we feel like every single door is no. And I think that's honestly what this quote is saying is, the power is within the woman. So I think that it's honestly driven to, I want to say, I want to say the identity of a woman because the value of a woman is internal. Once you know your worth, you're kind of set. Like, it's something about being a fierce woman. Like, once she knows her worth, you can't really tell her nothing because it took her a long time to know her worth, to learn her worth, and to value her worth. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's something about knowing your worth as a woman. And I honestly cannot wait until I step into that dimension and own it. <laughs> When I mean own it, I mean own it because I feel like every woman goes through that phase 
Like every woman goes through that phase. And then like once they go through that phase, it's like up from here. Like everybody is like so like like in tune with that woman. Like everybody's like, oh, I want to be just like her. Like from the people that were looking are now inspired. You know, I don't want to preach. <laughs> calm down, calm down. Like, cause I'll get you already know. My main message is I'm obsessed with woman empowerment. I am. I am. But what I will say is honestly for for that is something about a woman being powerful of the life that she knows that she deserves because she won't settle for less. She knows exactly what she deserves because she knows her. And the power is already within her because she's the force. She's this this magnet that that can hold all these things together and have them in some type of alignment with each other. Like at the same time, collectively, you're becoming. And I think that it's so much more to just, you know, this. Like it's so much more than just living life. You can't live life if you don't start living. And I think once we kind of get out of that mentality of, oh, like this is just life, like, huh, I could just go to work and do this, or oh, I could just like, you know, do like this, the things that seem so normal, but so miserable, it kind of like, it's like, okay, well, what else can I do? Like, what else benefits me? Like, what do I like and enjoy like doing and stuff like that? So uh, that's all I got for you. For <laughs> That's a good way. <laughs> Okay, so now we are moving on to the next segment of sister-ish. So, (laughs) if you haven't already, I'm sure you have. We're going to talk about the hashtag Gorilla Glue Girl. I know. We have to talk about it. It's like a must. I promise you it is. Like, we have to talk about it. We have to help our sis out, y'all. So, let's talk about it. So, if you are not familiar with the story, basically, a lady had used Gorilla Glue on her hair. Not the Gorilla Snot, not the hair glue, actual super glue. So... We're going to talk about it. <laughs> Originally, when I first saw this post, um, I didn't take it seriously. I thought this is just something that she was doing for entertainment. I thought this was a joke, like everybody else thought it was a joke. So I was laughing. I found it entertaining. I found it amusing, right? Um, so she posted a video of her washing her hair. And then... <laughs> Nothing happened. She said that she didn't know what else to do. She needed help. So she posted on the internet. That was the first one, right? The second video um, was her going to the hospital because she didn't know what else to do. And it just was not coming out. It wasn't 
doing anything. And no matter how many times she washed her hair, the glue was not coming out of her hair. So they went to the hospital, her and her friend, I think, went to the hospital and um, they provided her with acetone. I think that's the right pronunciation, acetone and a sterilized water, some type of sterilized water. So acetone, wipes, and sterilized water. So that was what happened. Um, Then she records it again. And just basically shows her process. So she based her friend or whoever is helping her basically put it down on her hair and like had to like leave it on there for like a little bit or like rub it in. And it was burning her um, because it burns, you know what I mean? So honestly, at this point, when I seen the second video of her going to the hospital and her posting um, just that I knew this was serious. I knew that this is not a joke. This is not a game. Like this is exactly what she said it was. And I was like, oh my God. Um, I don't know if you ever watched a movie and you feel like some type of pain um, within like a character or maybe a TV show. Somebody gets hurt. Like that was me in that moment. Like I have a low pain tolerance and I do not like pain at all. I'm talking about like I don't even like shots. So when I went to go get my tattoo, we can talk about that. That's another story. Like, it hurt. Um, It didn't hurt that bad, but it did hurt. So, yeah. So then a lot of, like, dermatologists were trying to help her out as well because it was obviously burning her, right? And she feels like that's not helping. It's just making things worse. So um, a stylist posted uh, a video of just posting like a couple of like tracks or bundles that were, I guess, like used or whatever. And she put Gorilla Glue on them to test it out on, I think it's called uh, Undo or something like that. And basically it's um, super glue remover. So that is what they're trying now. Now, a dermatologist said that she wouldn't, I mean, he wouldn't recommend doing that. It would come out, but like, you know, just overall the damage of the hair and the scalp and all this stuff. So honestly, I felt so bad because I'm like, oh my God, like this is not, this is not okay. You know, like this is not, I feel like this is getting worse. Like somebody needs to help her. I mean, at this point, we're all already seeing it this is a trend and this is um at this point it's globally <laughs> and I don't even mean that like like being sarcastically I mean like everybody knows about this by now um like somebody higher experience all this stuff should know what to do and that like you hear like obviously like the momentum that I have and how sincere I am because I'm like I don't like to see anybody in pain so I can only imagine how this feels I can only imagine how this feels so she took the next step which we all knew was going to happen she cut off the ponytail of her hair so when she did that it helped it a lot because the um the inside was able to be a little bit more flexible because she was she only put the Gorilla Glue on the outside of her hair. So 
hopefully that does it a little bit more so she has a little bit more movement to really kind of go from the inside out and not from the outside in I think that's why she did it but overall like I think that she knew that she really couldn't um save the ponytail and that it was going to take longer because the ponytail was covered in gorilla glue so she posted it the pictures and stuff like that so yeah so now the final one she is now planning on sewing gorilla glue um because it does not say that you should not use it on hair um i've seen a lot of like just like overall briefly like the comments and stuff like that of she should have known better and also stuff but honestly y'all I mean we're in a pandemic like it it I'm not trying to make an excuse for her but I'm just saying like we are not we don't have the same resources that we used to have and I'm not saying that maybe she should have bought some more gorilla hair glue instead of just using super glue but I know like I've had to improvise several times throughout this pandemic and just really try to make it work until I was able to you know find that resource to restore and just refill myself from my personal needs so um yeah so that's what's going on um I want to talk about it though because I knew it was trending I knew that this is something that I guess I want to say I don't want to say it's a priority I just knew it was trending and a lot of people have a lot of thoughts on it obviously but I feel like that I honestly feel that like I said like everybody's trying to make ends meet so I mean if you're not it's fine but you know just overall like taking into consideration like we still are in a pandemic and we're really hoping that it gets better than worse so it is just honestly a lot that's going on and I do feel bad for her because at one point in time like before I started like wearing like wigs and stuff like that if you don't know now you know um if before I started wearing wigs and stuff like that like I wanted I was like so like insecure about my hair to the point where I just did not like wearing it so I would always like braided it up and stuff like that but when people saw me with my natural hair they automatically was like oh my god like I love it and you know just all this stuff but it comes with a lot of work like when I did my big chop it was a learning experience I'll tell you that um, if you don't know what a big chop is, it's just basically you just cut majority of your hair off. I didn't say all of it, I said majority. Um, so I was left about with like three three to two inches of my hair. And it was a learning experience because I had to learn how to just do my hair and to you know, it was more so like she learned me, I learned her. Um, and we had to work together. It was a teamwork type of effort. Um, so that was me just accustomed to my mom just always doing my hair. So I didn't really have to do it. And then when she was like, all right, you got it. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, no, I don't got this. So um, 
yeah, I had to figure out my own ways, my own methods, how to do it, because some of the methods worked from my mom's perspective. Some of the methods didn't work from my perspective, maybe because I didn't have the patience like she did. But overall, now we are back and we're better. <laughs> I got my own way of how I do my hair, so I am a little bit more patient with how to do my hair. It is growing and awesome stuff, but the, I have a point. I'm coming back to it, okay? So basically, I, I only say that because I, I feel for her because I value my hair. Like, you could take everything from me, but I value my hair the most. Like, the most because I work so hard to love it and to learn how to love it. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like I had to learn my body to love my body, to learn self-love. It's kind of like one of those things and that's exactly what happened. So I can only imagine what it feels like to cut your hair off. Like, no. <laughs> when I said I did that chop, I did that chop once in my life. Will I do it again? I really hope not. I really hope that I won't have to be in any type of predicament where I have to do it because, oh my God, I'll probably cry for real. Like trimming and cutting are two different things. Trims, totally agree with. Chopping, I recommend you should do it once in your life um, because it's like a, <laughs> like a personal grown, personal grown, wow. Well, personal growth journey there you go so yeah do it but I feel very so I hope that it really does get better and I hope that we can see the results as she's going to document and um you know record and stuff like that um I also want to bring to you guys attention that there is also another girl that has um suffered from uh, Gorilla Glue as well. Um, I'm sure that she's going to become a trend eventually, so we might as well go ahead and talk about it. But basically, um, she used Gorilla Glue to wax. Yeah. Um, so it's not a graphic video. It's not really something that... Um, you can see or anything like that. I think that she has gone through the same process um, with the sterilized water. Um, so yeah, it that basically just shows like exactly what's going on in the video is that um, she is getting, I guess she's getting the Gorilla Glue off. I'm not really sure, but um, somebody is pouring the uh, sterilized water on her um, area. So it was down there. So um, yeah, I just can only imagine. But I know that's going to be trending soon. Um, I feel like, honestly, it trends way faster on Twitter than on Facebook or on Instagram. This was this video was on Facebook. So I know somebody is going to screen record it and post it on Twitter very soon. I know for a fact. I just have a strong possibility. So not really trying to be in CMZ. I just know like, you know, once, I don't want to say like once somebody does something like somebody else does it, but it's kind of like sometimes people just have a tendency of mocking people. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't want to say copying. I want to say mocking people because um, I found it very interesting that this girl posted after her. So honestly, guys, please don't use Gorilla Glue, super glue, um, for anything that you need as to make ends meet or to just really make it a convenience for you, okay? Like, just do your best to improvise, but don't improvise to that point where it's going to harm yourself. Um, I really feel for both of these girls, and I really hope that it does get better for them. Uh, because as women, we have to take care of our bodies. Our bodies are high maintenance as well as our hair. So I hope that, honestly, it does get better for them and that they won't be in any pain any longer for however long the journey will be because I don't necessarily know what it's like to have super glue um, stuck to me at all. I remember, like, glue as a kid, you know, like when you would put the glue on your hands as a kid and watch it dry up so you could take it off I know what that feeling is like and it feels kind of weird so I don't know what this feels like at all but I do hope that they will be better and that it will be something that you know is just a lesson that's all I can really say um I know you guys are going to dm me about this one but and it's fine I'm open to all perspectives on it but just remember that we are in a, in a pandemic, so hmm. <sighs> we're just going to see what happens, okay? So, yeah, that's all I have for Sister-ish. Next segment. Okay, so this is the part where it's going to get lengthy. <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about it. This is sister talk. This is the advice section. So typically, if there isn't a submission, you can submit on my website. But if there isn't a submission, um, I will pour out into you. And I just hope that you're able to receive it. So it is Valentine's Day week. Some people celebrate it for a week. Some people celebrate it for a day. Some people celebrate it for a weekend. That's why I call it a week, because I never know how people celebrate it. It just, you know, it just depends on a person, on a couple, honestly, to each his own. But I'll go ahead and let you guys know. I was originally supposed to do this episode with my ex. The title of this podcast is called Unfiltered. I am going to do my best to keep all of this in here and not really edit it anything. Um, I think that's the whole purpose of being unfiltered, especially ending with a season finale, um, especially one like this. I didn't really think that <laughs> I should have planned this better because I didn't think that this was going to fall Valentine's Day week. <laughs> Probably put should have picked next week, but I guess it goes in alignment with each other. So, um, okay. A brief, brief, brief history about me and my ex. Um, 
we dated for about two and a half years. The second year was kind of on and off. And yeah, he was my first relationship. And when I mean relationship, I mean like no games, like no pettiness, no, like no, it wasn't a bad breakup. I want to go ahead and clear that out. It wasn't a bad breakup. This was a relationship that I invested so much in myself into that um, I didn't lose myself in, honestly. I knew exactly who I was in this relationship, and I think that was overall the result of who I was becoming of why we ended. So... <sighs> um. Yeah, that was that was it. So, um, we basically were good. You know, of course, like the first year, we all we were always good the first year, right? <laughs> and then the second year is when I lost my grandmother. So the first year he had originally lost his grandmother. The second year when we were together, I had lost mine, and. It was hard on both of us um, as he was grieving and stuff like that. I was just doing the best that I could to really be there for him in a moment of grieving. I was doing the best that I could as a girlfriend um, to really just allow him to know that I was there. And I did. <laughs> I, I really did. I really tried to extend myself, especially being college student. I went back home as often as I could. I think I went back home almost every month, honestly. And um, yeah, I went back home for him because I felt like that he needed me and that I need to be there for him and, you know, all that good stuff. When I lost my grandmother, um, I'm not going to say that it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't there. Um, He was there when I got the phone call when I lost my grandmother, actually. So it was, it was that, but it hit me so hard to the point where I just could not communicate my feelings. I was grieving, so you can only imagine what that um, headspace looked like. So, yeah, it was just hard uh, for us to communicate. And as I was starting to get myself together, starting to recuperate, um, you know, because grieving never really ends. Um, and I don't want to say that you just learn how to deal with it better or you just find a different coping coping mechanism um you really have to learn how to cope with it yourself um so yeah it was it was an experience for both of us and towards the end of the relationship Um, It was a mutual agreement that I was outgrowing him and that I needed to not make a sacrifice for us, but choose me over us. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do because, like I said, this relationship was not messy. This relationship was something that... um, that we both invested in and we kind of gave our all in. Um, it was just a lot that was on the inside and was kind of affecting the outside. So, yeah. And just to kind of like keep 
in mind that we were also a private relationship. And like I said, there was no cheating. There was no, like, it wasn't messy. I wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't talking to anybody. Like, we were, like, all in this together. <laughs> High school musical. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we were all in this together. We were giving it everything we got, honestly. And it was just, well, I was falling out of love with him. That was really what it was, um, because when you get so used to just overall a routine and this, the accommodations of things, um, you start to lose interest. And I was trying to save us from falling out of love, but really I was the only one that was falling out of love. So I couldn't communicate that while I was grieving because he wanted me to show up as the same person I did when I lost my grandmother and I couldn't do that because I didn't even know what that person looked like so um that's how hard it hit me I felt like I lost a parent honestly and this is it's emotional um talking about it because I'm not emotional but it's emotional talking about like I feel the the feelings attached to it um because that was like my best friend, that was my grandmother. <laughs> and I um I I felt felt guilty that I couldn't I couldn't show up as the person that he wanted me to be, but at the same time I was also grieving. So um you can see where that kind of made um conflict, right? So yeah, I caught it quits. Um well I don't wanna say I caught it quits. I chose what was best for me and what I felt was best for us because in the long run, I didn't want to hurt him. Um, and the only reason why I didn't do this episode with him was because it was going to be too much. The whole theory, the whole main message of this episode was for us to come and sit down with each other and to talk about our relationship and really just know the signs of when to get out of a relationship when you see that um you're losing interest and obviously that was more me than him but um we did break up and then we tried to be friends and that did not work <laughs> because obviously as after you break up you go through that whole like I miss you phase and um really just best friend phase or whatever and this is something that he already knows so if he's listening he knows all of this this is something we've talked about and um yeah it was just wasn't we were in each other's way basically and it wasn't going to help and it was just that we let each other go he obviously can tell that i <laughs> obviously loved that boy <laughs> I did I did I will front I did and um yeah I didn't want to hurt him he didn't want to hurt me we both knew that we needed to make that like to just finalize the decision of like no communication and he moved on with his life and I moved on with mine um 
is one of the those things where you know like if you ever need anything call me you know the saying all that good stuff but eventually those two people move on with their lives so yeah it was a lot it was a lot that he taught me in the relationship and a lot that I taught myself in that relationship and I'm kind of glad I did go through that relationship because it matured me and it made me stand my ground it made me find me it was just a lot of things that a lot of my friends did not know about that I went through with that relationship because like I said, my relationship was private. I kept it private because I wanted it to be private to the point where the outside wasn't going to affect what was going on inside because somebody taught me that love is an atmosphere. So love is something that you guys create. It's not something that just shifts whenever something happens. So yeah, that was what... (laughs) That was what basically had happened. So it was a learning experience and I honestly don't regret it, honestly, because it taught me so much, you know, in such a little time. So, um, and I only wanted to share that story briefly because I also told him that I would acknowledge some of my fault as he would if he was here, that, um, I was wrong um, in some aspects. And when I did have a sit-down conversation with him and we just basically talked about how our relationship um, has came to an end and how it has affected like both of us, like it meant a lot that we were able to sit down and have that conversation as adults you know because some people don't do that some people are just like oh whatever like whatever you're this you're that and that's not us that wasn't something that we had originally did um that's not something that we never really did honestly so he um held his weight and I held mine and I wanted to take accountability for my actions and I know that sometimes as women, it is so hard to say that we um, have provided some type of wrongdoing within a relationship. And we just kind of like want to just really throw the blame on one person. But two people were in this relationship and we had both some type of effect and some type of impact on each other that kind of influenced us in a negative way. So, yeah, that was my um wronging (laughs) if you will and it matured me because I'm able to do things like this I'm not gonna say if I did not go through that relationship like I probably would have never did this no I most likely probably would have still did this but it did teach me my value it taught me my worth It's helped me to choose me on days where even if I don't feel like I'm being chosen, like I still have to choose what's best for me. And it was the hardest decision I've ever had to do. Because like when you love somebody, and of course love is more than just an emotion, it really just makes you like, 
I want to say compatible with somebody. So I was so used to doing the things that we were used to doing that I knew that this is not really what I want to do. Like, this is not, I want to do more than this. Like, I want to go explore the world. Like, I want to go scuba diving. I want to do all these things. And I felt like I was being held back in a way, you know? So, yeah. It was a learning experience, and I am honestly glad that I um, went through that experience to really understand that it's okay to choose me when I feel like I lost something. It's okay that I will be able to redeem myself because I knew exactly who I was in that relationship. And I don't want to like water that down. Like I knew exactly who I was in that relationship. The problem was within myself is that I wasn't doing what I thought like was like best for me in that relationship. And that was a problem. You know what I mean? Because I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, from like married couples to divorced couples to like take in it's complicated to like it's a single type thing so like you can correct me if I'm wrong because I'm all here for a learning experience but I just felt like that we were compatible but we weren't balanced like does that make sense and it would be sometimes where I would have to carry the weight or he would have to carry the weight and like I said, this is my first relationship. So this was like, we're going all in it, like hands down. Like this, we're giving it everything that we got but at the same time. Like it was not beneficial towards us in the long run of who wore the pants in the relationship. And it wasn't like we were looking at it as I should wear the pants or he should wear the pants. It was if like, hey, like you're going through something like I got you type thing. Or if we were both good, you know, whatever, we would go out and do things. It was just life, how life changed us, how life shifted us. We kind of came to the point where we were kind of getting uh, too shifted about life. And uh we had a hard time coming back to each other to what we created with each other is what I'm really trying to say. And that's why we're not together um, because we we just came to the conclusion that we could not come back to that place because that place was not there anymore. Um, so, yeah. And it was, like I said, it was a learning experience. I don't regret it. Um, I just hope that honestly, like, the best for him um, because he was always there for me and I was always there for him. And, you know, you just sometimes have to go through that. Um, and honestly, it did hurt to let him go. I mean, I feel like any heartbreak <laughs> hurts to let him, hurts to let that person go, um, whether you want to or not, but it, I was strong enough to do it and it did take me a long time to do it. So, yeah, um, needless to say, the main message here is that once you know your worth, don't settle for anything less of your worth. And to always choose you, even when you don't feel valuable, even when you feel like that, how do I want to say this? Even feel like when you feel like you're a hidden treasure, 
like still choose you because most likely somebody is going to eventually come around and they're going to see that you're a hidden treasure and they're going to call you forth and they're going to call you out and they're going to be like hey come here like i can help you with these things and you know i see that i see your potential i see your strengths i see your weaknesses but i see you for you and that was like the one thing i would just always wanted was just to be seen for me completely like the most transparent the most honest version of me that I could possibly give somebody. And one thing what I will say is is that not within this relationship, but as a woman, and this this has nothing to do with um stereotypes as if, even if you're like a guy listening or anything like that, but as a woman, I constantly found myself giving um too much of myself to the point where I didn't know myself in the relationship and that wasn't the problem here the, the problem was I knew myself but I couldn't change myself for really who he wanted me to be I was becoming the exact person I wanted to become for me you know what I mean and investing too much of that I would have lost myself because I was so, I would be too focused on him making me complete and making me feel whole instead of allowing myself to do that. And this isn't like no type of like, oh, I'm like independent type thing. Like I can do it all by myself. No, like I'll be the first to be like, hey, I need to grow up. <laughs> I need to mature. Like we have talked about that plenty of times, me and him, like, last year we have talked about that a lot of how we've had to mature and how we had to grow up because what we required of each other we needed to grow up you know what I mean like we needed to step in um I don't want to say into these roles but we we really needed to step into a relationship that we had already started off with and that required a lot more maintenance than what we thought then it was just like, oh yeah, I like this, I like that, like the whole like talking phase. But once we got into it, it was like, whoa, oh yeah, we need to we need to do some things differently. Like, <laughs> but we were mature enough to have that conversation. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, um, don't lose yourself trying to trying to rely on somebody else to make you feel whole. I know what it's like to feel broken. Trust me, I do. But in this circumstance, I chose not to come out as broken. I chose to come out as reconstruction and not put the pieces where I thought that they needed to be. I decided to come out as a blueprint to have everything that I could possibly have laid out for the next because it's not about making sure that I'm this type of person, I'm this type of version of myself when another person presents himself to me. It's about me delivering myself to somebody, you know? And it, for granted, like I am single, like I kind of need my singleness right now because this still is fresh to me a little bit but <laughs> I will say that you know 
this this reconstruction phase i like to call it you can use it too this reconstruction phase i'm actually finding the the glimpses in in how do i say it? the the treasures the hidden treasures within myself that i probably didn't really think about or didn't know about like it was all there i just needed to remove my own blinders and see my own potential and it was heavy and i am in total acknowledgement of that but now it's time that i figure out those like deeper aspects of me and as I am healing from my last relationship, that doesn't mean I'm just jumping into the next relationship. And I don't want to do that because if you don't heal properly, you can be infected and you can infect others and hurt people, hurt people. And I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to cause somebody any hurt. That is never my intentions. I'm not perfect. I'm going to hurt people, but I don't want to hurt somebody intentionally to the point where they go out and hurt others. And that was why we had to have that conversation um, towards the end of our relationship because we needed to deal with it between each other. This wasn't nothing on social media. Like I said, like this was like a direct communication between me and him. Everything that I've said within this aspect of our relationship, he knows that I was already going to say because we already talked about it. So there isn't like no bad blood between us. Like we needed to have that conversation for us because we needed that closure for one another, not for him to go hurt another girl, not for me to go hurt another guy just because we hurt each other and we never talked about it. So yeah, kudos to us because that was a hard conversation within itself. Like for real, for real. And I would highly recommend it because now like I'm able to move on. He's able to move on with his life. Um, I'm going to say 50, 50, um, not really like a hundred percent. Um, because like I said, it is so fresh to us. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to give any type of percentages because I don't want to make it like seem like it's that fresh. Um, we broke up last year, like September. <laughs> but you know like overall that healing process is really personalized so everybody heals differently so I don't want to make up an assumption that he may not be at or maybe where I'm at so yeah if it does not benefit you in the long run it's not going to benefit you in the short term so I would say to you that you have to choose yourself even when it's hard. You have to choose yourself even when it doesn't even feel right and even when it does feel right. But if it's not suitable for you and if it does not hold you accountable, doesn't help you expand and doesn't help you grow and it's starting to take away the needless things of your joy and your desires and your goals and your ambition, leave. Because one thing is to sure that it will start to become toxic because you're allowing this person to consume everything that you worked so hard for internally for you 
that you won't be able to produce anything because that person is just taking, taking, taking and consuming everything that you got that you're going to eventually have to find yourself all over again. And every relationship is different. Every relationship is not toxic, but some relationships are draining. So choose you, sis. Choose you so you can claim yourself, so you can walk into the room and claim your presence, so you can inspire girls, so you can inspire women, so you can inspire me. Choose you because that is the best decision that you can do. You're the best investment, okay? And that's just a talk. Okay, guys. <laughs> I know that was a lot. I knew that was compact. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. So this, I don't know what this segment is. This is not even a segment. I wanted to let you guys know about what season two is going to be about. Because I know I'm going to be away for a while. About, <laughs> about almost two and a half months. But that does not mean I'm not going to re be recording. So let's get into this i don't know what this is <laughs> i think this is the credits no this is the extras in the movie scene okay the scene where everybody sits down for and stays for after the credits yeah okay so basically season two is going to be about sisterhood and I have it like that because this is really just the introduction. This is you getting to know me and maybe I should do like an episode where I say you get to know your host so you guys can know like everything that I do and just really all that I do because I do do a lot. <laughs> do do. <laughs> so childish, but um, I, I do a lot behind the scenes. Um, besides being a full-time college student. So, yeah. But I would probably do an episode where I do that because I've seen a lot of DMs where you guys are asking me, like, what else do I do? <laughs> I know it's more than this. And you're most definitely right. It is so much more than this. So, by the time you guys see me, we'll be on season two. Hopefully, I will have my camera by then. I am planning on just going ahead and starting to record um, for season two so you guys can have like more so of a visual because not everybody is a listener <laughs> and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. I'm more so a visual person too. So that's actually how I learn <laughs> visually. So it's fine. Hopefully I will have my camera by then and we can go from there. I have the amazing sisters, so many amazing sisters that I cannot wait to share with you guys. This. Some people I have reached out to that I will have my podcast. Some people I actually have a bond with and um, our relationship is just great. So I want to showcase that to you guys about what sisterhood is about. I don't know what it is, you guys, and that is the whole point of y'all, because as I'm trying to figure it out, as you're trying to figure it out, girl, you're not the only one, and <laughs> we're not the only ones either, so I cannot wait to take a girl trip with you and just really go on this 
expedition because we're in a pandemic. We cannot travel. I mean, we can travel, but it's not really recommended. But I would love to take a girl shit with you guys because you guys mean a lot to me. And it means a lot that you guys have just supported me this far. So it's going to be really exciting uh, for season two where you guys get to see my crazy friends. I'm so sorry in advance, but just overall, like, you know, getting that feel of sisterhood. And I told you guys that this is an experience. This is nothing that is temporary. Like everything that you see is here to be here forever. Like this is supposed to be a legacy that somebody brought to me. And it's not even my own. I promise you it's not. I take no credit in this. But somebody that had given it to me and that I'm just continuing. So, yeah. But season two is going to be fun. By the time then, I will be about to graduate. Of course, I will have finals. I think. I think I will have finals. I don't know how many finals I'll have. So, I think it's probably going to be only two or three finals. But... I will have finals. Hopefully, I will have an internship by then. If you guys know anybody that um, do internships, like revision merchandising, hit me up. Check, you know, DM me, okay? Let's talk. <laughs> but I hope that this season has encouraged you, has given you some type of inspiration. I am really going to miss you guys. It's going to be weird not having to make time to do this podcast and not having to record and edit. Like, it's going to be weird, honestly. But I have a lot of things in store for you for season two. And I feel like that as you guys see what season two is going to be about, you guys are going to obviously get the gist that I am always going to amp up something differently (laughs) every season so it might be the camera it might be the lighting it might be the mic i don't it might be the laptop we don't pray about that we don't cross our fingers and pray about that but i will always like try to make sure that i can give you the best of what i got and the whole thing about this podcast is being grateful and being unfiltered so unedited uncut version of me this is all of me and i honestly appreciate you guys for just allowing me to be me because it's taking a long time to get here it's taking me just a long time to get through life and i'm just not starting but i pray that you guys will continue to be blessed and safe throughout (laughs) my break And that you guys pray for me as well because, yeah, last semester in college, you guys. And I will post my grad pictures. I will post my August stuff. I will do all of that because you guys want to see it. And I've, I've, like I said, I've seen you guys' DMs. Like, I really do. Like, don't think just because I didn't respond doesn't mean I don't see it. I just try to respond and pace myself. Thanks for tuning in with me. I don't want to get emotional. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in with me, you guys. And I will see y'all next time, next podcast. Peace.